Ramon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap, pop, 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 Podcasting live from San Jose, California It is the dad bod rap pod My name is Damon Carter, a.k.a. Dill One I am joined by Mr. Nathaniel LeBlanc What's going on today? Giving me big work shirt vibes Yes, this I, is... had, I had to go to work today. This is, uh, <laughs> I'm cleverly disguised as a business casual office employee. Absolutely. Um, I was going to do a bit where I was like, and they call me Dem too. That's all the bit there is now. All uh, right, we'll, we'll work on it. We're did you watch the, I, I know you're going to say no, but humor me. Okay. Uh, did you watch the Chippendales Rescue Rangers reboot, or did your kids make you watch that at any point? It's fairly new. It has John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as the oh, really? As the voices, and it's very uh, meta. Okay, it's it's outside of my kid watching window. Right, All my kids are is it's pretty funny for what it is. It's okay. kind of sad in a mm. weird way. Mm. I, I liked it, obviously. And uh, they have a part where they rap and they do this whole thing of like the worst thing you can do as a cartoon reboot to try to be relevant is to <laughs> rap. To rap. So yes. they do these like purposefully bad raps in like a okay. kind of stand okay. style that actually worked pretty well for the, the moment in the film. But is, is that like when I think of Andy Samberg now, I'm like, is that his like superpower? That that he plays Getting away around. with comedy rapping and still yeah. people still liking him. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, as much as I hate that shit, I do make an exception for him. He's lie. okay. He's okay. Yeah. I'd love to talk to him someday about where the line is because he comes from our exact place. He's our exact mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. But like, he got to make a song with E Forty. You know. Yeah, and like, and I didn't, and I'm still mad. Right. But um, but if if he has like you know Black Alicious in the collection. Then all is forgiven. I he just totally I need to has Black Alicious. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He's from fucking Berkeley, and he's literally our age. Like he knows yeah. all that stuff. Oh, I was gonna say, have you ever seen Palm Springs? Movie. Yeah, movie on Hulu. It's a time loop movie. What's a time loop movie? A Groundhog Day. Oh, oh, okay. Where some there's like a whole eating. genre of Groundhog Day style. A lot of horror movies use that trope now. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've ever seen Happy Death Day. Or any of those other movies like it's like you get to keep trying until you get it right um, yeah, okay okay Edge of tomorrow is a really good like sci-fi action movie that uses that trope have you seen that Mm-mm. oh that's so good dude tom cruise and emily blunt that's like one of the best movies of the last like little while um, is that right okay a good movie yeah totally okay. anyway uh no rapping in palm springs and a very winning andy samberg performance, performance. where he brings okay. a little bit more pathos and a little bit more emotional core to this dude who's stuck in this thing okay Um, it was actually funny i was dming with someone i won't name because they keep a very low public profile about coming to our thing in la and they were like oh i can't i'm going to a wedding in palm springs that saturday and i was like oh don't get stuck in a time loop and then I got some conscious <laughs> and I was like, oh, they might not have seen that movie. What a fucking weird thing to say. So I wrote this like 20 paragraph essay about like, I apologize if you haven't seen that movie. What I meant to say, you know what I'm... Oh, that's awesome. That's a awesome. little view into my life. Yes, yes. Um, but I'll rock with your movie references, even if I don't get them. 
because that's what we do for each other as podcasters. Somebody out there will get it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Amongst our listeners, which come from all corners of the earth, of the English-speaking earth mostly. But yeah, um, yeah shout out to everybody. I suppose. I'm sorry, what did you say? To be expected, I suppose that... Yeah, mostly yeah. the English speaking world is rocking with us. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, shout out to our, our listeners uh, in the Netherlands, uh, Scotland, which is barely English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just just I did a little thing on our Patreon, which you guys should all subscribe to if you're listening to my voice, asking folks where they were from. And I was uh, genuinely somehow surprised at a lot of responses. We got a lot of Canadian fans. We have a lot of folks in the UK that are rocking with us um, and just much appreciated. And if this shit ever gets too American, I think it's when we do the basketball. I think when we really get on our basketball shit, I worry about the other countries. It's not Uh, their favorite sport. Uh, maybe we could do some soccer. Do you, do either you or Dave fuck with soccer like that at all? Nah. Or football? No. Uh, okay. Okay. Lucia watches the World Cup and I've I, gone I from being like, oh, fuck, I have to get a hotel room for two weeks to, oh, this is kind of cool. The World Cup, because of the consolidation of talent, is the only time that I tap in with, with soccer. If, if soccer wants to hold my attention, they got to do some NBA shit. Like, I wouldn't watch 22 basketball leagues spread right. across seven countries, like, right. no matter how good they are. But um, in any event, uh, shout out to everybody that continues to rock with us across the globe. Uh, we're chugging along here. It is fucking June, Nate. Uh, year's half over, bro. I know. That's crazy. It, it goes so fast. I, I, You will understand this. I don't know if everyone listening will understand this. When you do a hobby that numbers the weeks it makes <laughs> yeah. your life weird yeah. <laughs> people does. are like when, it, when well, we'll be in a work meeting and they'll be like oh that's uh may 17th how many weeks away is that and i'm like that's four weeks i got def c coming up I got, <laughs> uh, you know it's like <laughs> i've already planned out the next four weeks of my life that's four yep. thursdays from now i yep. can tell you with some certainty um, oh the I'm markers like, that, of that's time. episode 226 you know what i mean it's like, like y'all don't measure in dbrp episodes yeah, no it's funny it's like really changes my life i think of the week in such discreet terms it's like monday yeah. we do this tuesday we yep. do that wednesday this kind of post thursday all this stuff and it's like then the week's over basically and and it's an interesting marker of time because we're also keeping it with music right in the yeah. sense of in order to to keep this uh flagship a running we we have to understand what's going on with new releases and so um what is the name of that account that posts all the new releases uh what is that it's them. like crown them uh entertainment on twitter definitely check them out they they do a really comprehensive kind of weekly um post about all the things that came out and so and I want it's, to give a shout out to uh, Dylan Green's uh, New Music Weekly email, which is a little okay. bit more curated to our sensibilities. Okay. And uh, has links. Oh, okay. Because, like, you yeah. know, some like a lot of things are like Bandcamp only. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, if I, you know, see it in a list and then I go on Spotify and it's not there, that's kind of the end of the search. But if the link is just <laughs> there for me with the cover art and I know what it's referencing, yeah. It's hey, because Dylan is, you know, one of our more prolific hip-hop writers he writes for uh pitchfork and many other uh cinema is like his his hand oh okay okay he has a good yeah, podcast yeah. called real notes and stuff and um i think he just does this more as like a service to the bros than, than any other reason 
Um, but it's, um, there's no context, which I think is interesting. I think as a writer, I don't know if I'd be able to not like contextualize like, it and be the like, hot one, you know what I mean? Like, the, oh, you should okay. really check this one out this okay. week. Like, okay. even when I just send people like, you know, I get in these back and forths with people and I'm, it's like, I, I'll write a little mini essay about everything. It's just exactly. like, but that's context. Like, yeah. Context matters. Context really matters. I can't Absolutely. just look at a cover these days especially when so many covers are seemingly ironic or like afterthoughts or like it's i'm, I'm just like Ain't i don't no know is is this an album they tried really hard on or is this just a release as content and it's really hard Ooh. to sort that out that's an interesting line i do find with um now that i'm just freebasing new rap all the time i think about 74 percent of the shit that i come across is content yes in that sense in that, that sense of like right let's make songs, let's put out songs, let's put them in a package. Uh, what about, doesn't really matter that much. It's like, let's just kind of get it out. Um, but then there are, you know, genuinely cool, interesting things that have happened in 2022 and to engage with music this way and listen to it this way. Um, I love because it allows me to compare to previous years. Right. And to be and to be like, how does this year stack up? Kind of in the, the sports kind of way, but like, how does this year's album stack up next to last year's? Next, I, I only really go back to 2020, but um 2022 is, Which is been funny very because we started doing this in 2018. I the first couple of years was was all <laughs> all uh as Jesus Samara would say, Acapulco. <laughs> all off the dome that whatever was a... happened to come into your purview <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it's it's been an interesting year there have been some cool records that have come out we are going to do our annual mid-year but it hasn't been a mid-year uh <laughs> sorry our good year halfway check-in yes our halfway check-in of 2022 and i think there's two uh kind of headlines here for this year in terms of rap releases or maybe three but we'll start with two um two albums that have really kind of are the uh front runners right now for album of the year and have uh, definitely held my attention and a lot of other folks uh those would be death fame by quilly chris and Ethiopes by billy woods we've had the divine pleasure of speaking to both of those cats about the work nate um Let's start with Death Fame. Um, why is this album uh, kind of neck and neck with Ethiopes right now in terms of, uh, of, of album of the year consideration? Yeah, um, great record, excellently made, uh, dropped at a very fortuitous time. <sighs> um, the, fa- the thing that's interesting to me is that it's about something. Yeah. From the title to the art to the songs to the surrounding interviews, including ours, which I still think is a very strong interview and was really fun and almost didn't happen. So we got very lucky to Absolutely. have that conversation. And even then still had so much more to talk about with the artist. Um, it's about giving people like, gosh, there's, it's about two things. It's about mm-hmm. why aren't the best rappers the most successful rappers and yep. a, a, this extremely good rapper reckoning with that in real time yep. and also yep. seemingly kind of getting more prominently known for tackling the subject matter or yes. maybe it's just a buildup of all this whole thing with the whole scene um it's tough to say why 
And then it's about, um, I'm going to continue to use the term legacy, which is something that we discussed with Chris. I don't think it's exactly Mm -hmm. what it's about, but it's about giving people their flowers while they can smell them. It's about not wanting to wait until you're dead to be lauded. And Quelly Chris deserves to be lauded and he's well aware of that. And he made a record that demonstrates why and it's a really good record and it's sonically very different from a lot of the other things that are out from a lot of the other things we're going to talk about. Yeah. It feels very homemade. It feels very personal. It um, takes some detours into some whimsical moments in a time where that's sure. not a super popular thing. Like that's not something you're going to say about Ethiopes. No. Nope. Right. That's a heavy sociological, you know, like deep record and they're yes. both deep records in their own way. And Quelle Chris has more of a, a light touch a more more of a sense of humor and uh, yeah death thing to me is probably the one i keep returning to in terms of like what do i want to listen to while i'm doing this? Mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. do i want to listen to on this car ride what do i want to listen to a few songs of let me listen to just the back half that has the guests let me listen yeah. to just the beginning while he's stating the thesis kind of like i'm like i'm attacking it from different angles and so far to me it's like the most enjoyable Ah, there you go. It's also very interesting to hear someone not only diagnose the problem, which there's a lot of complaining ass rap, like we're all backpacking. Especially in our world, yeah. Especially in our world. This is doing something about it, which is fascinating. Mm. It's like, let me make a record so good I can't be ignored. And to me, Mm. it's working, and I see it working in other other ways. So that was a long answer, but that's what I think is going on with Death Thing. Absolutely. uh, Definitely concur. Um, And it's, you know, it was somewhat sad to see uh, the Atlanta rapper Trouble um, recently passed away and kind of um, on Twitter watching uh, Quelly Chris reflect on it in real time, which brings back both of those questions. Why aren't good rappers uh you know more rewarded for their works and also why do we have to wait um until somebody dies to give them their flowers so no i i'm i'm on board i think enjoyable is is the right word the most enjoyable record to come out quelly chris does a thing on this record that i like and i feel like i'm always searching for which is a mix of the light and the dark um uh it's you know as it's been said many times it's it's easier to kind of paint with dark colors and and do that whole thing and i'm I'm here for it but i feel like death fame mixes um light and dark in a way that's really intriguing and there's a lot of different looks and feels on the record um which is always gonna get high marks from me in terms of when i'm thinking about what was the best album like who who showed the most looks who had the most versatility who kind of made it all come together um that's so, funny because we also do a thing where every year the woods puts out an album it's the album of the year exactly so i'm, I'm like <laughs> caught i'm caught in a conundrum of the pundit and i i it makes me think about when i get mad at like nba writers right when they're like we have to pick a new narrative to crown an mvp i'm like oh you should just give it to the best person but then you would end up giving it what yeah well, you could end up giving it to the same person over and over and have a uh, airtight rationale for doing so, right? So it's it's this whole thing of like, uh, these are They subjective did with things. Michael Jordan, but they didn't do with Kobe. Like that changed after yeah. a certain time, right? Like shouldn't Shaq have had more MVPs? Like absolutely. Kim Duncan absolutely. have had more MVPs? Like, Oh, absolutely. And Steve Nash had two during uh, Shaq and Kobe's like prime era. So it's one of those things where I think we as, I'm not going to include myself as a sports writer, but just as a, a cultural commentator, 
there is this bias that I'm trying to solve against for like, is every Billy Woods record, is every Arm & Hammer record, the album of the year by default, have I drank in a Kool-Aid that doesn't allow me to kind of like look at other things? I'm not sure. But with that being said, Atheop is kind of the album of the year. Um, it's, it's such an amazing fucking record from a person who we've heard a lot of material from. And I think um, that for me says a lot in the sense of with the rapper, usually when they do a lot of stuff, uh, you get tired of it. You know what's coming. You, you, you begin to anticipate. It doesn't do the same thing it used to do for you. But somehow with Billy Woods, it just keeps getting better, more interesting. Let me ask you this, and I, I could just be, I could be making this up because again, I'm just way too close to it now. Um, does Atheops feel a little bit more accessible than a hiding places or terror management? I personally, I think terror management is the most accessible Woods record. Okay. Um, because of the amount of singing. <laughs> it's like, because that's where Fielded was kind of added yeah, to the, yeah, sure. the, um, the mix with Backwood stuff and with Wood stuff. Sure. And because of the mix of producers on it. Okay. To me, if you're if you want to talk about accessible, and we actually did talk to Woods about this when we had him mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. um, to talk about that record and to talk about hiding places, um, and he didn't necessarily agree because it's also a pretty heavy record about climate change and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But um, yeah, the, so I don't find it to be particularly accessible, Atheops. But I will say, if you like rap you would have to like that song where it's LP Breeze and Woods. Just yes. Like and so that's yeah. accessible to like, kind of like. Well, uh, you know what? Underground accessible. Yes, exactly. I, mean, I know we're exactly. talking about yeah. degrees of accessibility. Yeah. All of it is scare the B words, but um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, accessible is not the term I would use. Like it starts yeah. crazy. Like it starts like a freaking action movie. Like you're like behind the snipers crosshairs so like looking into the neighbor's yard you don't know where you are the soundscape is insane um you guys have heard me gush about the beat for wharves like what yeah. is that yeah what are those sounds do they even make sense it's so cool it's so different like prez is like working at a very high level and we have to talk about his acknowledgement yes yes this record um or his contributions, I should say, and acknowledge his contributions. Um, that's that's what makes it different. That's what makes it interesting is Woods keeps coming back with a different palette and uh, painting similar pictures, right? And I'm just, as a person who enjoys the, you know, the spoken language, I'm just never going to get tired of Woods writing, I don't think. Like, it would be tough for mm -hmm. him to have a misstep for me because it's so writerly and he's such a good writer. It's just like, I want to hear these stories. I want to see how he phrases things. I want to see what's on his mind. Like, that's yeah. that to me is what's interesting about this. And um, getting a chance to talk to him a little bit right before it came out and hearing about what is and isn't fictional. He didn't go through and diagram for us what... Yeah everything related to but we got a sense of how much of it was pulled from his life he's led a very interesting life i yeah. have this sounds weird to say because it's kind of not true in a way but you'll see what i mean it's like he's lived a different life than most rappers and i would say a more interesting life just by nature of having been based in so many different places yes. pulling yeah. from a lot of different places jamaica yeah. zimbabwe dc Right. Brooklyn like there's just there's a lot like Backwoods is weirdly based in Dallas I've never understood that <laughs> I, don't, I don't even get how that works um yeah. I just uh, there's a lot we don't know he every time he talks to us he talks to us about Vortal 
and how important yeah. Vortal was. Did Vortal seem like someone who didn't have stuff to say? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, seriously. Um, anyway, there's is it accessible i don't know is it great yes absolutely yeah it, it it's a great record and it it kind of like um i don't want to say i hate words like cements but like uh billy woods is continuing to uh get better we talked about um plateauing i think we we're talking about uh the deltron record um your heretical statement that del plateaued there and uh and i get the sense with billy woods that um it's just going to continue. I feel like the songs on Ethiopes, um, you talked about it being like short stories. I think his level of detail and humor is actually getting better. And those are like minute degrees because like all the shit, you know, there's been humor before, there's been novelistic detail before, but I think it's coming together in a particular way. Um, and I don't know if there's a better record than atheops it's right. gonna be interesting like what what one would be in a museum <laughs> yeah, yeah. which one yeah, is in yeah. my headphones often definitely be a different by the end of the year yeah. let, let yeah. me pitch this at you and see what you think about it and then we have we do have other records other to records, talk about yeah. i i can hold two thoughts at once one is that hiding places is his best record and one of my favorite rappers and rap records and one of the best rap records i've ever heard two is that he's getting better and we're yeah. three years past hiding places. So wouldn't uh, that make each one the next one the best one? Kind of, right? Kind of, because uh, I do believe Billy Woods is amongst a small handful of folks who represent the Vanguard. And so if he, because he's already kind of standing out, any progress he makes is like progress for the genre. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, way I that disagree with that. Yeah. yeah, the way that we the way that we perceive rap and what it can and can't do, the types of stories you could tell. Um, I've listened to rap for so many years now. Um, he's telling stories in a way that has not been done before. I mean, you could kind of even if you just want to set aside some of his more obtuse stuff, harder to penetrate stuff, the literal stories that are being told um, when you think about no hard feelings. You know, as a yeah. as as somebody who's experienced things such as that, I went, ooh, that oh, that was really deep. Or even Squeegee Man off of um off of uh, Haram. Yeah. Um these these stories that like curdle the blood in a way that um not a lot of rap stories do. I mean, maybe one of the underdiscussed things is like I I I know we talk about the art of storytelling. I, there's only a handful of people that really do that well. Yeah, you know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. yeah, and consistently do it well. And not like yeah. you one, have one song where it's yeah. like, wow, what a great story. But it's like you if you make that your thing, um, it's a little different. Um, yeah, and you know, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that on, you guys are going to hear this on Thursday, tomorrow, on Friday, Elucid is going to drop what appears oh, to be an absolute man. fucking heat rock. Oh, man. I'm sad to say I haven't heard it yet, but I will be for, I might wait up all night to like, to, to, to hit it, to to hit, for a spin. Yeah. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to hear this record so bad. He's like, we, he posted the one sheet. I know who produced everything. It's like, I'm like mm-hmm. so ready to receive this record. So how are we not getting the record? We got, oh, I don't know. Come on, Ryder Bros. Tisk, uh, media industrial complex. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think that will be interesting. Having a slightly different conversation when okay. we do our Q3 check in because that looks like it's going to be amazing. And 
several people told us that they've they've had a chance to listen to it and that it's amazing and that it's a major step forward for him so oh awesome wish the best for him and really really want to hear the record if you can make that happen i guess by the time you hear this it won't matter but uh dms are open that's right that's right um yeah definitely thanks for bringing that up i was like i have to look forward to um but there were other records that did come out this year that we want to talk about a little bit um let's start with one nate when I asked you to think of a record to bring to the mid-year mid-tro, uh, you brought up a record that I was literally listening to, listening to at the time. Oh, funny. I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, and that's Lakele 47's uh, Shape Up. Album. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit outside of my normal purview, but um, I can I can, I can I give a comment on what this is? Because you brought Please. this up quite a bit. This is very high quality, scaring the bros music. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, it, part of it was just like, you know, looking at the new releases on a day. I yeah. think it came out the same day as Kendrick and yep. Quelle. Yep. And I, we had had a chance to absorb the Quelle beforehand. I had listened to the Kendrick and was like, whoa. What yeah. the hell just happened? <laughs> I need to call my therapist, and then which I don't have, sadly, for everyone around me. Um, and then I was like, I need something different. I really needed a palate cleanser, and like this mm. was on the new release list or Spotify recommended new release or whatever. And I was like, I, I've liked her before. She's yeah. that. She's that woman who only wears the mask. Yeah. Um, no one knows what she looks like. I remember liking a few things from her past stuff, but yeah, I kind of it's not like totally what I'm listening to all the time. And then I put it on and it's like, it's banging. It's mm-hmm. minimal. It's, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine twerkable, you know, yeah. it's like, this, yeah. this could be, this could be, this could be played yep. at a strip club. This could be played yep. at a club club. This could be played at like a, a car show. Yep. Like this is some banging ass, like real, outside music you know it's been okay a that's a good lately word of like people mm-hmm. going outside like and mm-hmm. not kind of i guess uh-huh. especially now with the way the numbers are again um M- mr morale inside music right yeah. right and uh then so i was digging it and then you yeah. get uh one two three four songs in and she has this song called ll cool j oh, so good. and it is absurdly good and it has this sing song flow and it's kind of a throwback and you guys know i love stuff like that yeah. and it, she flips it so it's uh ladies love cool jewelry which again do i care about people's jewelry not especially just a great <laughs> song in the way that yeah. she, that to me that's the high point of a very good record and it kind of it's a little top heavy uh, the stuff that i tend to like is a little bit earlier in the record but uh, i'm just loving this and i but i want to like kind of call myself out and be like i'm kind of loving it because when i first heard it i wanted to listen to something around which there was not this fraught discourse <laughs> and it was yeah, like Quelle, yeah, people were having the quelle versus kendrick thing that day kendrick yeah. you just can't escape discourse it's basically the record is discourse yeah more so yeah. than music quelle we had just talked to and I, I i it was nice to be for a listen to something outside of our purview that like just hit on an a more um how do you say uh elemental level yeah. It was yeah. just like just beats, rhymes. It's fun. It's loud. 
Like, yeah. uh, like I'm like bumping the fucking Rav Four when I go pick my wife up from work. You know, she's like, "Dude, turn it down. You're like embarrassing us." Like, my wife works at the library, so if you're playing any music that's audible outside the windows, everyone's looking at you. And I like waking you know, them up out here. Yeah, kinda. And so it's just, it's just. Uh, I I really recommend that people who are in our little world where everything's kind of snooty, do yourself a favor and go listen to this. It's like, yeah, it's fun. yeah, and. It's it bangs, but not at the sacrifice of her uh, spitting bars. What I love mm-hmm. about Lakele is she is committed to the song. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, what's happening right now is um, artists and female artists get put into this box a lot. Is it's about your life? It's about mm-hmm. these like these details. It's about embracing the celebrity and then the music being kind of like a vehicle with which to talk about that. Um, what I love about Lakele is she she is to me extending the kind of Missy Elliott tradition of like let's make a banging ass hit song. You don't know nothing about me. It's not about how I look. It's it's basically me spinning bars, and I think she produces a lot of her own stuff. So it has that that feeling of like this is her idea, and you get to kind of see her flesh these things out. Um, I think that this is it may make top ten for me this year. We'll see. Me too. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. The only fun record I think I had on my top 10 list last year was the Zach Fox, and it was like 25 yeah. out of 25. This yeah. is a much better record than that. Oh, yes. hitting some of the same uh, that's things a good that I want from it. You know what I mean? That is, that is a really good corollary. I do want to though, draw folks' attention to, we have talked about the bangers and such, um, but I do want to draw folks' attention to, there is a song called uh i believe it's called carrie ann which is like a relationship um kind of heartbreaky song in this it kind of in the spirit of we cry together i was kind of holding those things uh she does an amazing job of of talking about a piece of shit baby daddy in a way (laughs) that uh is emotionally engaging so yeah definitely the kelly 47 uh shape up super cool album um just shake off some of your toxicity and uh and pop that bad boy in no scaring the bros music is a real thing because i'm that guy that was like i was an early lizzo person i love cardi b and there's certain cats that come through and i'm bumping that and they're like nah bro yeah <laughs> you gotta turn that shit off like, no no I, city girls dude we're in public come on yeah exactly i can't play city girls <laughs> uh, all right what is your other uh my Mid-year. other thing that i wanted to talk about and this is these are uh folks that we had a chance to talk to um but i don't know that we've talked a ton about is the uh deaf sea and boathouse record Mm. um for all debts public and private um just a really good record um just i i feel like most people in our world have probably had a chance to um reckon with this but if you haven't if you're one of the people who listens to the show just for music recommendations i am currently recommending that you go to your streaming service of choice or Bandcamp and drop some loot um You know, there's a baby formula shortage um, uh, for Def Sea and Boathouses for all debts, public and private. And it is a deeply lyrical rap record um, with kind of like modern boom bappy beats that just checks a lot of boxes. Um, the song Ragnarok with Kip mm. Stone is really excellent. Bubble Coat um is my favorite track on there um there are a a multiple dunk contest especially given i think it was mostly off mic 
but we were just kind of dissecting the NBA finals, go Warriors. Um, there's, one, there's a couple times a year where there's really good basketball themed rap music, often from your own group. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, EP comes to mind. This is continuing that tradition. Um, just a lot of good basketball metaphors, some sitting around and naming some guys vibes on this. And, um, you know, we had a chance to meet Boathouse for the first time. He's really solid producer, cool really yeah. cool guy. Um, Def C is a friend of the program, someone we've gotten to know a little bit, someone who is just a monster writer. Um, oh, man. The thing so that always, I'm always going to recommend you a record that I think is well-written. That's just my deal. And yeah. this record is extremely well-written. And oh, so uh, Def C has had a couple of guest appearances on other people's records around this same time where you're just like, man, did he just, did he just say that? Like, <laughs> It's like, I, I'm not really the, the rewind guy, but sometimes I literally will rewind and be like, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I understood that the mm -hmm. was there. Like, I can't believe he phrased that. And I'm not, I'm not using the term clever as a pejorative. Like we've talked about that a lot on the show. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. cleverness for cleverness sake is often yeah. just not cheesy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But Def C is doing things in the service of the song in the service of like a, a bar writing tradition like he understands where he fits into the landscape and, of you know urban poetry and like is he's just he's killing it right now oh he's he's so killing it uh and i feel like um his trajectory is just incredible i it was great to see this record get um some of the more you know uh mainstreamy publications were talking about it yeah, uh, on the complex list that's super cool man exactly for making the type of music that they're making right yeah. Um, and the song uh, Rossi um, featuring uh, Armin Hammer, criminally under listened to on Spotify right now. Shout out to the 4,000 people that have done that. But more people need to because it's an amazing song um, and to kind of tie it back together. Uh, Woods is telling amazing stories on it. Um, and Lucid is great. But Def C also holds his own. And to me, that's like a really a mark of an artist who is kind of like, you know, to continue with the NBA vibes of like, you remember when Jordan Poole was just like, okay, all right, yeah, like, I, I guess, we don't get high draft picks, so I guess, um, but then there's a moment when he arrived, and you're like, oh, you you are on the stage with the best players in the world that you're, you're playing, and I kind of feel that way with, um, with Def C, is he's, he's getting to that spot where you can't really hold up too many people and say that they are actually better writers, and also, like, the, the spitting of the bars too. He's the spitting matters. I don't want yeah. anyone to get me wrong or to yeah. get us wrong. Like we understand like it's well-written and poorly spit. We're not, you know, no, We're not with it. but really what does stand out is, is the writing. And I, I've had some, you know, real life or offline conversations with these guys. And I always wonder, do they do other kinds of writing? And actually one of the things that I think is really interesting is most of them don't. Def Seek gave you an essay. I'm I'm a hundred percent certain that he can line you up a real nice essay. He does yeah. a he's got social commentary in the hip, which I like. So it's not just like flipping word salad shit. Like he'll yeah. he'll just give you um, just a little bit, not too much, not pedantic. Um, and so yeah, I really I really fuck with it. He's got the right amount of bravado, which I I like too. Uh, sometimes now the shit is so artsy. It's like, can you just talk shit about yourself for a little bit? Right. Can you give us just a little bit of that? Um, so Def C kind of balances all those. So shout out to Def C, uh, Boathouse, both cool cats. And I implore y'all to go cop that album. Uh, Nate, I am adult enough to admit when I'm kind of wrong 
Ooh. If I was really wrong, I wouldn't bring it up. But <laughs> <laughs> if I was dead wrong, I'd wait for you to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> that I, is I my cannot approach. wait to hear what you have to say next. I'm so um, So we on this program, no, not on this program. We on our Patreon did kind of a, a longish form, a review of Pusha T's It's Almost Dry. Um, I was somewhat underwhelmed at the time of its release. Um, you know, I, I was definitely kind of like, oh, what can Pusha T do for me now? And I think um, I brought that fussy attitude into the record. But then we went to LA. I'm just driving around LA. And I'm like, you know what? There's a place for a high-end, well-produced uh, drug dealer record. We have we have a lot of boom bappy drug dealer I records. I have decided. There's always there's a place for that. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to listen to a trap record that is like too sing songy, right? Too electro crudy. It's just not. It's just not my thing. It's not going to yeah. catch my attention. Yeah. Um, there are a bunch of drug dealer albums that are boom nouveau boom bap for lack of a better term, a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> too many if you ask me. I wish uh, this was a video podcast for the last 10 <laughs> seconds. You can see how far back he had his eyes rolled while he said that. Like, like uh, a lot, a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Very many bricks are being flipped to skull snaps. But um, what this, it's almost dry record. Um, it grew on me, obviously, because that's how, why I'm talking about it. Um, and... Pusha T's approach with a lot of these beats was very straightforward. Like he's not doing too much razzle dazzle, which gives it a replayability that I didn't think it would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, I assailed him for maybe not as being as clever as my favorite trap guys. Um, but the because of the level of the production and because he approached it from almost a surgical like all the flows are very mapped out. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no curveballs necessarily. Um, and if you do that well, I really like that, especially against a, a Pharrell production, which is so much negative space. If you find the right pattern within his beat, you're going to win. Um, and so, yes, I am revising. He's made a pretty solid career out of that. Like it's interesting yes. to look at the Spotify numbers for something like that, as opposed to something like the other things we've been listening to. And it's kind of <laughs> like we're playing different sports. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, totally. But you know, Pusha T is an interesting place where he, um, he is not on the vanguard of his particular subgenre anymore. Uh, but he made, I think a pretty damn good elder statesman, dope dealer record which I, I i appreciated more now than when i first heard it right on that's cool i haven't listened to it enough to change my opinion so patrons yeah. you've heard my takes uh for uh the rest of you guys our future patrons hey, what I did there. Hey. um i thought I, I thought it was okay i thought it was pretty good i thought it was better than most mainstream records and a couple of the things about the way they sampled things bothered me but i, I can get over that like those are just um the donny hathaway sample is a crime against humanity and it still is. <laughs> i'm not i'm not claiming that somebody already came for me on twitter like yeah. are you revising your no no, no. that that we was don't bad. need to speed up donny hathaway in 2022 like just let it let it be what it is yeah um so anyway i I don't have a ton to say about this record except for what has been said in many other places, which it's, it's a good record. It's probably not going to make my lists, but it's certainly listenable. 
It's better than most people's music. It's cool he brought the brother back out. Yeah, it's yeah. very much a flex to get half your record produced by Pharrell and half produced by Kanye, though, as we talked about, it's less of a flex than it used to be. thing, because that's yeah. kind of a turn off for some people. Yeah. Um, but me being one of them. Um, <laughs> by people, meaning you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good record. I have not felt the need to throw it back on, so I just don't have a ton of fresh takes for us here. Okay, so Nate's going to do some coke. He's going to come back. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, and uh, have some takes on this. Uh, the other record that um, I wanted to talk about is another one where I'm revising my original my original take. That's um, sick, bro. <laughs> and it's sick. <laughs> it is the album Sick by uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Um, I think initially, upon initially hearing it, this was one of the first, like, cool records to come out this year i believe it came out in like february um i was very much just excited to hear earl like earl alive awake alert earl um he seemed like you know he's he's getting his life in order he's he's coming out with a little bit more fire um and so i think i i liked it when it came out and i'm realizing that some of that shit is kind of tedious. Like <laughs> on, on a replay, I'm just You're like downgrading. I'm I'm just a, a little bit, and wow. and I'll t- I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I think that Earl Sweatshirt is amongst the most talented lyricists. I know that's a loaded term out there of guys that just flip the words who are who are rap rapping. I think he is absolutely one of the best. Um, he does a good job of kind of like giving you enough to make you want more but never completely satisfying you and i feel like that's what this record is Mm. it's like he he gives you kind of a taste and a flavor of how good this could be and then he kind of takes his foot off the gas and i don't i don't quite understand it because as again as a father of a 18 year old um they're not fucking with earl like that so part of me is like "Ah, some of that shit you're doing is not who is that for some of these rec- some of these records, I'm like, mm, who is this for right now, man? Like, mm. can, just just get in here and uh, do your chop. Not that Earl needs to listen to me. He's on tour in Barcelona, and his <laughs> and his tweets about it are fucking amazing. I love him as a guy. I think with his connections and his talent and his skill, we could have gotten a more engaging record. And I feel like this one just kind of keeps slipping down in terms of uh, the year. And I think by the end of the year, we'll be like, oh, we got an Earl record. That was. That was okay. Right. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I stand that this is a solid record. I've listened to it multiple, like, man, not not many, but quite a few times at this point. I like it. Um, I think the song with Arm and Hammer is amazing. I yeah, think the, is the, the uh, narrative of it's like Earl making a clear record. Like, Earl has mm-hmm. left Slum Village and gone for <laughs> walkabout back into the the world um was a little overdone and i think that he didn't want that to be the narrative the narrative but he only did a few interviews i think i listened to or read them all it's like it's just if you're not going to explain it we're going to come up with narratives like yeah, it's yeah. just like you know it's how it works you don't have to talk to us but you have to talk to somebody <laughs> or uh, not <laughs> yeah yeah or not and that's yeah. that's what he's done the last couple of records and that's totally fine and if it's just what's in the music then um, I think this is extremely good rap music and I think it's highly recommendable and where it falls on 
my year end list like it's it would still be on my half year list i don't know if it will make it on the top year list because there's a lot of heat coming out but it's like it's certainly a very good record and i've been invested in his story for a really long time and this is the more listenable record right like uh, yeah the most accessible earl in a while yeah for since, sure, for since sure. doris probably since doris, even that, yeah. i was like listening to stuff when we were uh playing la i was like pulling a lot of la records to listen to and i'm like damn this is so dark dude <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i love yeah. this record but yeah. man is it dark and then it's like the i don't like shit it's just i'm like dude even i'm not this depressed anymore like it's, <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just interesting to hear people grow to hear people change i know he had a yeah. kid and uh, you have to like apply a lot of meta narrative to like it or not like it if you just take it at its uh face value of like do you like this beat do you like this rhyme do you think that was a well-constructed song i think they're very well-constructed songs i i think that's what i ended up i did the first thing you said in terms of like i absorbed the record as a part of the earl narrative and he leaves so much to mystery and i think it creates a sense of anticipation behind it and then i was like getting down to brass tacks and i'm like i like 4.5 of these songs like i really like i really like them it's actually and, funny because I think you told me a couple of years ago and maybe before the date you set out at the top of the segment that like, if you like three or four songs, it was a good record. It was a, it was a good record. Yeah. 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 And it's not a bad record. It's just, I think the bar for an artist of his caliber could be a little bit higher. That's all. Yeah, he could give us another record. Well, that's all. you know, it, I think it's interesting to put it that way. Like you, if you start talking about talent to output ratio, yeah, you're gonna find that most rappers will not meet your the level you've chosen as a fan. Oh, interesting. How much you want them to put out? Like, you know what I mean? I don't like, know. I don't. I don't think I'm super harsh in that regard. I just go again NBA season. Um, if you could put up 20 points and you give me 12, I go ah. Right. I, I feel cheated. You know what I mean? I, mean, I and, think we're yeah. saying the same thing yeah. in different yeah. ways. Yeah, it's just like um output doesn't mean number of songs no 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 it, yeah. but, but it's quality, like it's like what is the quality, quality of the songs and like you know I, yeah. we don't have to get into a whole big thing about this but that's always been my thing with most def it's like yeah. he should have yeah. been wilt chamberlain and yeah. he was jason richardson yeah and that's oh, fine. that's they're interesting both, they're both good basketball players but yeah. when you watch that video of him freestyling in washington square park and you hear For the sure. f- first couple singles you're like oh the genre is in good hands yeah, and, and, and then he's he like, ah, that's boring. Wins one dunk contest and goes away. It's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that that that's really Remember good. the best player on a playoff team. You know what I mean? It's just uh, like that. That is a really good analogy. That's, that's a tough one for me, as of someone who was very invested. Again, in the narrative, we're not really talking yeah. about music. We're talking about these fictions that we construct as people yeah. who care about rap. Because who's to say? We right. decide on people's behalf that they have yes. nothing to do with. Like this has nothing to do with Earl <laughs> or Yasin as people at all. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's just part of the culture. It's it's, of, it's how uh, we consume project. their work. Yeah, it's how we consume their work and project about it. Um, obviously, sick. It would be an amazing record for ninety seven percent of rappers. And that's you kind of I mean? my yeah. point. It's yeah. like yeah. it's much much better music than most people make, and it fits so neatly into the things we like. Like I, I was having trouble coming up with a phrase for it. So uh, when I was I did a thing on Twitter, I think on Saturday, I was like, if it's arty, left oh, yes. or deeply lyrical, I'm yeah. like, is that our thing? Um, to an extent, I think um, my my gate for for lyricism may not be as high as y'all's. 
uh, I, I can, if, if you do the vibes thing, right. I can, I can, I can have a little bit, but yeah, um, but yeah I think make it arty. Oh, not the right term. Oh. We should talk about this actually. Okay. We'll say me and Sammy semantics will sidebar. Yes. Uh, and figure out, but I thought that was a great qualifier to your post. Well, it's just every time you ask people what you should yes. listen to, they send you their own music. And the, no offense, other people, most of it is terrible, and I'm not going to listen to it. And it, it's yeah. like it might not be terrible, but if it's presented that way, like actually, I I will. I don't know if this person listens to the show or not. And if you do, you feel free to DM me. We can continue this conversation. But I asked for a music recommendation, and there's like here's a seven minute hookless rap song. And I was like, I thought you wanted me to listen, listen to, to her. Like that is that is the biggest turnoff description of a song we don't I need no hook. ever heard. I'm like, if this is not nature of the threat, I do not want to listen to this song now. Like, who the fuck wants to listen to that? Like, I've got some acapellas on deck. I need you to fuck totally. with. Totally. I was just like, dude, it's I always go back to this thing, and I know it's very politically incorrect to even say now, but this I watched the Cosby show when I was a kid, and it's one of the episodes where Theo is in trouble and Bill Cosby is doing the lesson at the end of the show over the hoagies and the chocolate milk and whatever. And he's like, if you bring it to me on a trash can lid, I can't <laughs> like the steak. You know what I mean? And I use this a lot in my professional life. I'm like, we're going to city hall. We have a meeting. Like, yeah. I need you to, I need you to wear a collared shirt. I need you to kind of <laughs> participate, but don't talk too much. Like we need to put this on, a platter, not a trash can lid. Like oh, we're asking for something amazing. weird here. So ask right. Use you, these you, terms. Come correct if you want us to actually listen to your music and also demonstrate some baseline uh understanding of what the show is. I think that's why your tweet encapsulated well that kind of like trying light. to under to get people to understand what it is. Cause if you just say underground, people send you all this like snow goons and like yeah, yeah. Um it's very broad definition. My boys record it's produced by this guy in norway and there's nothing wrong with that that's there's probably some really good music in that world that's not what this show is about per se we don't have the antennae to uh to process and dissect those type of shit so uh send us send us good music uh send us music yes, that we, is in our we will actually read your email or your dm if you send us music i won't always listen to everything we just cannot get to everything but i am open to suggestions but how you frame it it's really important uh, it's and all about honestly the approach. if it comes from a trusted source it's like so much better but i know oh, how, how does one become a trusted source that's a whole different conversation yeah, yeah. Nate, you're um, turning into we do my rapidly. favorite part of the wrap-up show thing where we say the records that are not the records of the year but just things i'm listening to now absolutely uh we've all been kind of curious about and impressed by Roz fresco lately um he's got a couple good records this year i think we need to kind of sit down and sort out like where we stand on him but i listened to boulangerie over Mm -hmm. the weekend and really really liked it um maybe this is a discussion for another time but i did not enjoy the guest appearances i just liked him and yeah yeah know, yeah. no that's 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 fair is. like Lord, um just, but like i was like this is about bagels and rap like i'm fucking fully in on this like yeah, that's that's crazy. nate's core demo right there uh <laughs> hit you hit you in the in the soft spot no uh love ras fresco he seems to be releasing stuff at this amazing um clip and for those who haven't heard him um, I think of him as Raekwon's son. Like if Raekwon had a had a twenty something son who just had been like nursed on the milk of Wu Tang, because um, <laughs> he, he's a five percent guy. All of that is kind of wound up in it. But the beatscapes and his approach to the rhyming, he even says it like uh, in one of the joints, not on this record, but um, that Cuban links is his bible. 
Um, he definitely does it, but in a but in a in a cool, respectful way um, that that I find enjoyable. And also, he's doing that thing where he's just releasing like Tons. project after he's on project. a run right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he had the Nicholas Craven. I think this is Nicholas Craven too, the boulangerie, because he's from Montreal, and that's yes. why it makes sense. It's like yeah. about this famous bagel shop called Saint Viator that I really want to go to someday. Um, another thing I really enjoyed this weekend is a re-release, but I don't think most people knew it was a re-release. Like it can be accepted as a new release. A new. It's called uh, Natural Magic Music by Masai Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Homie, Uncommon NASA has uh, taken on the project to kind of get Masai's Masai Bay's uh, music back out in the world, and I've been digging it. And this album has a couple of moments that like stop me in my tracks. Like on Saturday, yeah. I was just driving around, and I was like, "Whoa!" And he, his his vocal style is unique. Like it, it okay. It's not for everyone. Like I think there's a reason. He's an underground rapper's underground rapper, but he says some shit that's wild on this, and it's really, really cool. Um, super digging it. Um, I'm curious, Damone, did you peep the newest uh, Droog record, the Yod Stewart? I did, I did. Um, uh, I liked I liked a couple songs on there. I, I think too, um, man. Every time yeah. I'm like, I'm done with this guy, it's too many records, and then I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. He'll give you, he'll give you a couple... Um, and I think with Droog nowadays, for me, it's all about the the production that he's up against. And I feel like on Yad Stewart, um, it's the right uh, type of production that that gives him a chance. And and he's kind of you know he's telling more stories. I mean, Droog is really good. I mean, he'll never hear this because he doesn't appreciate critics. <laughs> but uh, Droog is is really good. He's put out a lot of material, which is an invitation to sleep on him a little bit. But um, I like this better than the Wall Street record, or I think um, there was another one somehow sandwiched in there. That I'm he has this other one. I actually still have it downloaded in my phone. It's, um, hold on, I'm about to get to it. It's Yod Wave. Yes, yes, Yod Wave. Which I, I really liked a couple of those too. And then like, obviously the ones that have a lot of Fahim, you're just like, you're just going to be like, you know, the second verse is, it's going to be Fahim. It's going to be some high pitched stuff about money, you know. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. fine, but it has the mock verse, so it's like, is that better? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a couple other things. This is a new release, yeah. The Here, There, and Everywhere by Lord uh Jamonte Ogbon, I thought was a yes. very interesting record. Like, he's such Love an it. interesting rapper. Like, I'm I'll go back in his catalog and I'm like, oh, he just rhymed over, you know, beep. I don't want to give it away, yeah. but very <laughs> prominent, well known soul song just mm-hmm. rhymed over it all the way through almost in a ghost face like way. And I'm like, who's doing that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I remember, I remember you hit me to him. Ra- rapper. I'm just like, damn dude, I, I want to know more. I want, I want more. Yeah. He's got two records out this year. No, it's a ton of records, dude. Yeah. He's, so he's many records. And I don't know which one's the new one ever. It's just, I'm actually kind of back to where we were at the quarter uh, <laughs> point here in my downloads, but yeah, those are some other things I've been listening to and been digging and, um, some of the, it's hard to keep track of when stuff is not on Spotify because that's just kind of how I organize. I know, I know. There, I'm yeah. sure there's some band camp stuff we've for, been forgetting. And maybe maybe we need to about. do a whole ass segment where we just we dedicate the time because I'm the same way. Uh, I'm being a lazy listener in the sense that like, oh, if I kind of go to Bandcamp, eh. but there, <laughs> there's there's dope shit that's coming out on Bandcamp, and uh, we should support artists. In uh, my dishonorable mentions, uh, I wanted to bring up. Uh, Man Plays Horn uh, by Cities of Eve. The bonus, the bonus edition. It's like fucking thirty-five weird ass wavy uh, rap tracks 
that the, the texture and tone of them are just insane. So as I'm doing the Dems Gems uh, playlist series, um, I'm just really looking for ways to, to sneak these in. That's all, <laughs> that's all, that's all that playlist series. Is yeah. About. I, I'm like super glad that you like that. I thought we were, uh, I thought you didn't like it at first. And it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. To, it's a lot. It grew yeah. on you. Yeah, it definitely grew on me. Um, I'm not going to say that substances played a role, but um, <laughs> it, it has. It has. There's a time and a place for um, a rap that is like on the the fringe. Um, it's hard to. Exp- uh, I mean, I guess I should not explain it. I'm a podcaster, but it's it's rap that's that's on the fringe, but somehow still feels like rap. Yeah. Sometimes well, rap gets so far out that you're like, "Am I listening to a rap song right now, or what is right. this?" And I like that. And I think that's, that's pushing the edges of that is really interesting. I, uh, my wife and I watch a lot of project runway and actually to mm-hmm. kind of like to fill the spaces in between our other shows, we've been watching old seasons and mm-hmm. just kind of like burning through them. Just like, we, we don't know what to watch. Let's just put that on while we're both on our phones or whatever. And so I like the, the terminology that is used in the judging of project runway is like on my mind. And like, they really like it when, uh, look will come down the runway and they can tell without looking at their notes who it who, who designed it, it. Yep. like that the, yep. when the designers have a specific point of view and like if there was some kind of rap project runway cities of eve would be a oh, very the, distinguished yes. designer because it's yep. like you would know immediately that it was his work and like it doesn't sound like anybody else's work and it's not yep. for everybody it's not a no. You know, we're we're back in the seasons where it was Michael Kors was one of the judges, and he's so bitchy and so funny, <laughs> and comes up with these like really absurd things. He's like, she's wearing a diaper to a picnic, like you know, like these like funny ass cutting disses essentially. But it's like he's a designer that designs for everyone. Like your mom has a yeah. Michael Kors, yeah. and no, like totally. Your girlfriend totally. in junior high had a bag. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's for normal people. And then you have people who are more avant-garde and people who are more like couture. And it's like- and That's a great word. It's couture rap. Rap that is labored over in a really great way yep. that is not for everyone, but the people that it's for, he's going to find like a devoted- Oh, if you if follow. you like it, you, you're going to like it. I think if you're, if you're into, if you're really into pink seafood, yeah. um, I think you will definitely, definitely dig Cities of Eve. Also, um, uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Who's his rap partner? Luca. Luca. Yes. Uh, this is just a way for us to talk more about Luca, which like Luca appears to be making videos, which means he has something on deck. Nice. Yeah, nice. We still interact a little bit on social media and we exchanged a couple emails after he was on the show. That was one of our favorite interviews of, Absolutely. I think we did it last year, but it came it out last really year. early this year. Everyone should go listen to that. Luca's, Luca's the future. Absolutely. Um, their their work together is really interesting to us. Um, I wanted to ask you where you fell on the Fly Anakin Frank record. Now that you've had some time to think, um, about. I I I like it. I like it. I kind of it it sits somewhere in the area of kind of how I talked about um, uh, sick in terms of like these are good rap songs. Yeah, these rap songs are good. There's yeah. there's no there's no bad joints on there. I like I like uh, I really like the Fly Anakin Pink Seafood record mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like uh, my only quibble with Fly Anakin is that his voice is very cutting. Yes, um, and so I find myself I don't know that I want to sit down with like twelve tracks of that. Like yeah, I, I, I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but his his bars are sharp. The Madlib produced joint he had I threw in the Dim's gems because it's it's really cool. And if like 
you like things that come of the lineage of like an MF Doom, um, things things in that kind of nature. Uh, you will love that record if you're you're into spitters spitting their their spit. Uh, that'll yeah. be a record for you. And I thought it was interesting that in this record, he brought more of his life into it because like mm. the previous kind of like more like Mutant Academy um, stuff, it was more like just like spitting for spitting sake. And like I, I got into a mode where I was really digging that from him. Like there's a couple things like that's still that song, Carl Kanai on that E yeah. volume four thing. I'm like, oh, like junior high me or like high school <laughs> flipped out and like devoted my life to like following this person on tour. You know what I mean? It's just like, Absolutely. that is good rapping. Like that song, just like, I was just like, you just, it just, it's such a good underground rap song. Like it's just the beat, the flow, the lyrics. It's just so concise. It's just so great. And on this, it's like, he's like, I'm a person, you know what I mean? It's I have like, a life. I'm not yeah. just flying again. I'm Frank. And like, I have a suit and I'm uh, his, partner is uh the rapper baby mother yeah yeah and i wanted to make sure i had that right and like he's like touring europe and he got signed and like a bunch of stuff happened to him and i think he's like kind of a planting a flag as like this is an albumy album after many many projects weirdly even though that's what i say all i want from people is these labored over projects that they actually work really hard on and curate i'm kind of finding myself liking the other stuff better and yeah, it's not yeah. a knock on the quality of it i think he's amazing and i would actually really like to talk to him someday yeah, um absolutely. and he is a very very excellent rapper and it's a very very good record and if you don't listen to much of like if most of what we said is flying over your head here go try that one because he's like I think this is a fairly accessible record and maybe my barometer on accessibility is all messed up, but Uh, it's a little bit more personal. I think if you can dig the vocal tone, which is very unique, you can really get lost in this record and it's, there's a lot going on and a lot, a lot to speak for it, but is it my album of the year kind of thing? No, but is it Uh, a very good record? Yes. And it's a, it's a good record. It was an early in the year record. So I always feel like you, you get to sit with those for a little bit longer. Uh, I'll give one more on the accessible tip. And this is a a record that you recommended me, which is start to finish Paul Wall and terminology. Oh, Um, really good record. Paul Wall. um, I would venture never had a bad feature. Like he's so entertaining, dude. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get, and he delivers it, and it's it's funny and interesting. I oftentimes think, like, does Bubba Sparks sit at the house and be like, "Man, that's supposed (laughs) to be me. (laughs) That's supposed to be me." (laughs) Like, I had Timbo, um, but yeah, Paul Wall and Terminology uh, come together on this record to create um, a vibe and a sound. It's very interesting to hear somebody with such a thick southern drawl essentially spit on beats that you know would not be out of place uh for a lot of like east coast underground cats right so it's it's this really kind of um straight ahead rap record paul wall's doing his thing but he's he's barring out enough to keep it interesting right like oh my god like i like i kind of thought i had paul wall figured out i knew who paul wall was like this surprised the hell out of me like it just kind of came out of nowhere i'm not someone who tracks terminologies new releases he's never been someone that i paid that much attention to i like totally dig this record and this this is a record you could throw on in front of other people oh oh, yeah exactly this is not scaring the dudes or the ladies (laughs) like this is this is a pretty accessible record i'm glad you brought that 
aspect of it up because that is kind of important we almost need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of every uh, episode like uh sorry the, for photosensitive viewers uh there, there is a lot of dark uh rap coming your way um anyway yeah um i had i don't know if i'm supposed to tell this story or not i'll just tell a very brief version of it we have an interview that you guys haven't heard yet with the music writer Sasha Freer Jones mm. and Damone and Dave couldn't make it that day. So I got to talk to this person who I really admire their writing and whose writing, particularly in the New Yorker when I was in my formative years was very, very important to me. So I, I just kept him on the phone for as long as humanly possible. Mm. Like it was, a, it was a 20 minute interview that he mercy killed after an hour and a half. <laughs> and I told him, and we talked about a lot of music in that interview and I had a really good time talking to him and I told him I would send him some records because he hasn't kept up with rap. He focuses on a lot of other kinds of music. Mm -hmm. Rap is just one of the things he contends with and writes about. And I'm, you know, obsessive about this corner of the thing. And he told me how much he liked Paul Wall and he had been down to Houston. Okay. Interviewed him and he st still kept lightly in touch and that he was his, when he was doing a story in Houston, Paul Wall was kind of his guy on the street, like who interviewed oh, people okay. and who um, made himself very accessible to him. And I think that's part of Paul Wall's mm -hmm. magic is yeah. like his mm -hmm. likability. He's likable as a guest feature. He's likable as yep. a dude. He yep. goes through different parts of society with an ease. Um, and so I was like, did you know? Sasha Frere Jones that he released an album this year with terminology where he's spitting East Coast 16s yeah. over boom bap beats and he was like you're kidding me right yeah. and I was like That's what I said oh. it's like I was like that'll be the first of many records Rick. and I sent him like an album review thing with like 20 records in it like here listen to these and then get back to me and tell me what you like and I'll send you 10 more yeah. based on what you like you know um anyway so sending that to him and thinking about it in that way made me think about the record in a slightly different way where I was like, this is a curiosity. Now mm. I'm like, this is just good. Oh, it's a good record. It's yeah, objectively it's good. Record. Super solid. And like mm -hmm. the range that is displayed in that and the likability that is displayed in that is so cool. And so it, it's just nice to be surprised, I guess is what I'm saying. And like, it's a, it's yeah. a, I, again, I'm kind of, this is, emerging as a theme for me in our conversation today we create these fictions yeah it's not how yeah. we don't know fucking yeah. paul wall dude like i just no. know like he's like george foreman because he's selling everybody great <laughs> it really does not go that much further than that. i always thought he was funny and i liked it when he showed up on like you know uh drive slow and other yeah. kinds of songs yeah. where he was not the main the main guy but i've never listened to a paul wall record ever yeah. never thrown on a front to back paul wall record this is not my world i should I, I, it I does make you want to go like. back. Right? I don't know what he's like. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. It does make you kind of want to double back and see if you were you were missing something, or did he just do the thing that I wish that the veteran rappers would do? Is just find the right producer to set you up to do a record in this era. Right. And you know what I mean? It's like terminology sits in a in a pretty cool place in terms of being relatively well known, but also making shit that's like boom bapish and kind of has a, a, a connection to that lineage. And so it, it all works. It fits. I think this record, you mentioned uh, Drive Slow. I think it does in some way. I'm not going to say the songs are like Drive Slow, but it does kind of pull on some of that energy. Get the cool sample, get a nice little drum chop, and then uh, Paul Wall does the rest. Definitely takes it home. Right on. Well, that has been our mid-year uh, recap. We'll obviously be coming back uh, with Quibble Jam 
at the end of the year, which will be here before you fucking know it. Um, so opening your presence with one earbud in, trying to see, yeah, release the best record of the year. We will continue to argue about it and keep you abreast. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, as you know, you can always uh, check us out on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod on IG at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Um, but the best way to connect with us is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash dad bod rap pod. Got a, a bunch of new fly shit. I'm actually going to post a new playlist uh, right after I get off of the Zoom. And uh, yeah, you know, we appreciate everybody world ro- worldwide rocking with us. Uh, we appreciate your patronage and we're going to keep it coming. New episodes every goddamn Thursday. Dad bod rap pod.